Welcome to Playtest. I'm Dane Kabika, and today we'll be joined by Leeview Boar of Stuck in Attic to talk about their game, Gibbous, a Cthulhu adventure. Kind of jump right into it. Maybe you can explain a little bit about uh, Gibbous and what it's about. Sure thing. Uh, are we are we on? Do I start talking? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just just start talking. <laughs> All right. Well, so Gibbous is what we call a comedy cosmic horror point and click adventure, uh, and it it stems. Uh, I know I know it sounds weird, but it stems from the fact that you know we we started working on our first. Uh, real video game. Uh, and when I say real, I mean that one that, that is on PC, not on mobile, because we had already made another game uh, uh, for mobile. But, but, but Gibbous is, is really the game that we always wanted to make, me and my uh, small little team of, of, of three. So, um, so when, you, when you start making your first game, <clears throat> sorry, you realize that it's so intimidating to have a blank canvas. You know, you really wanted to make a game. I knew, I knew that I, I always knew that I wanted to make a point-and-click adventure. But you know, what, what do you make it about? And then you realize that it's so simple, really. It's just taking things very di disparate and unrelated things that you really love and trying to smash them together into something cohesive, into something that makes sense. And it's all like a puzzle. You know, it's it's sort of all like a puzzle. It's like just right. taking these disparate things and, and trying to figure out just how to, to mold all of them into something that, uh, that makes sense, you know? And that's why we came up with this weird tagline. It's comedy and it's cosmic horror at the same time. Because we're basically what I did was put together a lot of things that I love, like, uh, you know, H.P. Uh, Lovecraft and his, uh, he's, a, he's a great, the biggest cosmic horror writer, um, very mm -hmm. much into the Cthulhu mythos. Um, right. 90s point and click adventure games which i think it's very obvious when you see the game that they're the main <laughs> i think they're well obvious, right not only the protagonist but also a lot of uh jokes in it as well yeah absolutely so absolutely which is fun for people that are familiar with those games yeah and you know it's not just uh honestly it's not just pandering like i realized that when writing this game i just went into this mode where where i i was automatically somehow uh channeling the kind of humor and the kind of attitudes that 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 were so pre prevalent in in those games back in the days, you know, uh, right. but also filtering it through myself, obviously. So it's mm -hmm. it's I like to I like to think that it's not just a rip off of those games, you know, <laughs> it's not right. Well, you're also entering into a world where um, people like Tim Schafer and Ron Gilbert that created such uh, um, well uh, created great games in the point and click adventure genre. Uh, are coming back and doing their own spinoffs of it. So you're kind of like at the forefront of a genre that seems almost like dead, but also games have been very successful in it, like Mechronarium and things, yeah. games like that. Absolutely. So it's uh, interesting to see a game like yours, you know, coming out of the woodwork yeah, along it, with the others. It, it absolutely is. It's very exciting for us. Uh, the whole thing about adventure games being dead, though, I think that's just a matter of perception, you know, because, <clears throat> sure, they're not, they're definitely not as popular as they were back in the 90s and, and early, early 2000s. Uh, and 
a lot of people don't remember this, but back then, when you wanted to impress someone with computer graphics in a game, you'd probably show them a point-and-click adventure. You know, there was a time when, <laughs> right. when they were like the the standard, but now, you know, uh, with all the 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 three D and the thousand millions of polygons and RTX and ray tracing, you know, that, that's that's not somewhere. It's it's not a direction to, that that this genre really can compete in. Yeah, but but the, the genre never really did go away, and it's interesting to see this shift. It's exactly what you were talking about. It's it's this this shift from what I guess would be considered triple A companies back in the days, like LucasArts. Definitely, like there were a lot of there was a lot of huge hugely there were a lot of hugely talented people, and there was a lot of budget being put into those games. And now it's mm -hmm. small indies like us just trying to emulate that kind of, not just the style, but also the, like the production values and the quality that people are, uh, you know, are um, accustomed to uh, from, from, back, from back when they were playing those games. And on the one hand, it's a very difficult task because, you know, we're not, no one making a point-and-click adventure right now can compare with LucasArts, uh, you know, not in, not, uh, uh, you know, not, not as far as talent is concerned, and definitely <laughs> not budget. You know, you you have to be realistic about these oh, things. Oh yeah, of course. But at the same of time, it, yeah, sorry. Uh, well, I was gonna make the point that, um, you know, uh, like you said, you're not a huge company that you're uh, going off and with this budget, and you're you're gonna sit down for the next you know, two, three, four years with somebody else's money. So you have to make decisions based on what feels right to you because of the love for that genre that yeah. you've gained. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but uh, thankfully, this is this is offset by the fact that, you know, uh, game development has been so democratized and and it's a lot easier to make a game right now. It's not it's not magic. It's not just snapping your fingers and creating a game. It's still a lot of hard work. But we have all yeah. these tools that uh, you know that they didn't have back in the '90s. So uh, that's why you you see this like this explosion of indie games. Uh, it's just very hard to keep up with all the neat games that 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 keep popping up. You know. Um, yeah. Yeah, uh, and but also we were we were also very fortunate to have a very very uh, supportive uh, community behind us because when we started making the game, uh, basically we started out with a three room demo. Nobody knew who we were. We weren't an established company or anything. We're just a bunch of people that had worked on a mobile game before and then we realized that we all wanted to, to make the same thing and so we we were working in the same uh in the same bigger it company and we just talked to our boss and we somehow convinced him you know when we didn't have uh, commercial projects to let us work and build this 3d room demo that we really polished we really wanted to be as polished as possible and then we just went you know what every adventure game dev does we just went to kickstarter <laughs> um and that was really huge for us because uh, as I was saying, you know, we were nobodies from the middle of nowhere. No one really knew who we were or, you know, we had no credentials whatsoever. But our Kickstarter and our demo just convinced so many people to, uh, to you know, to, to join, to jump on our bandwagon and encourage us. And it's just been a huge, hugely thrilling ride ever since. And we are right, right at the moment, we are very close to reaching 20,000 wishlist editions on Steam, which I never thought we would be oh, wow. able to, yeah, I never thought we would be able to pull this off. So uh, I guess it's safe to say that that this is a, it's a genre with very hardcore, loving uh, and supportive fans, and it's, it's one of the best genres to be working in.
honestly, even if it's probably not as lucrative as others, but you just feel the love and the passion and the enthusiasm of the people who play these games, you know, it's, it's what drives us really. Right. You're pulling at the heartstrings of, um, fans of those LucasArts games. Yeah, absolutely. Because we're, we are fans of them too. You know, we're just making what we would love to play. That's the thing. Right. You know, it, it is funny because I come from a generation where console games were obviously at the forefront of, and it mm-hmm. still is. Um, and I, it was, it took my older cousins to show me games that like LucasArts games, point and click adventures. And I wouldn't have ever, uh, understood it or found out about it if it wasn't for them. And so I come, I'm younger than the generation that are used to those 90s games but i i think i i see um in point and click games they're obviously completely different from anything imagined now on consoles and um seeing them come back and try to come 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 out in the console form mm-hmm. um you know, I think people expect it to uh, do so well in order for it to, you know, make so much money and, uh, um, you know, in, in a genre that is such so niche. But um, which also comes to the fact that um, during your you during your team uh, going for this genre, uh, this thing that you love, um, was there points where you're like, well, is are we gonna spend? this much time on this type of genre, this type of game, and what is it that you expected out of out of it this far in? Yeah, I, I totally understand uh, what you mean. Um, yeah, as for the, you know, uh, it, it, it's interesting that you said that you come from a, from a console generation. I, <clears throat> I think it's also uh, linked to uh, where you are geographically, like where we're mm-hmm. from, you know, Romania, like consoles weren't really, a thing so i guess that's why i was exposed to pc gaming uh first and that's why how i came to to love adventure games it's actually pretty funny we i didn't own a computer and there was this guy who was like the equivalent of the local arcade who had a couple of 486s in a basement and he would rent them out for us kids <laughs> to play uh, mortal Kombat on them you know and we just we just spend our lunch money there to play half an hour of mortal Kombat, and then when the time was up he'd he'd, he'd, he'd make us you know uh uh let him play other games and that's how we were it it was like watching twitch right now but it was like irl so he'd play all these games and that's that's the first time when i saw a point and click adventure and i was i've always been an artistic kid i've always loved animating and drawing and stuff so i was very much into cartoons and when i saw when i saw my first point and click adventure it was day of the tentacle my mind was blown because it was at the same time it was a game and a cartoon and I just couldn't believe it. So, yeah, it was crazy. So, and this was twenty something years ago. I don't remember, but I I remembered thinking that if I ever made uh, a video game, uh, it would be a point and click adventure. So that thought stuck with me, and eventually I managed to I managed to make it a reality. And it's incredible to think that we're gonna be releasing it soon. Uh, yes, as for the the whole the whole consoles thing. I'm super, super excited about the Switch, uh, for example, because uh, not only it's been it's been so incredibly successful, but the, the awesome thing about it is that uh, point and clicks are such a good fit for the Switch because uh, uh, as they are for mobile gaming, right? But the Switch has just right. exploded, and the the touch right. screen the touch screen is just a superb fit. Like I just I love 
uh, I love playing point and clicks uh, on the Switch, and I think it's the it's by far the most requested uh, port that we're getting from everyone. You know, like everyone's everyone's asking when's the Switch port coming, and it, it, <laughs> we're we're definitely gonna port it to Switch. The problem is that we only were we we have one programmer, <laughs> and we are focusing on one launch at a time. So it's definitely coming to PC, but then we're we're focusing our efforts uh, uh, on the Switch. And yeah, it's very cool to it's very cool to bring this uh, often uh, you know uh, this often uh, let's say not so popular genre because as hasn't been so popular. It's very cool right. to bring it to the very to the most hip and popular um, console. And 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 I don't know if you saw this, but um, recently um, uh, Ron Gilbert shared his uh, his uh, his his sales data i don't think it's i don't yeah think, yeah and you saw that it like it the switch the switch uh version of thimbleweed i think sold more than the than the steam one yeah and this is also looking at a timeline where uh the switch switch's release came out um quite a amount of time afterwards yeah the, uh, the yeah. steam launch yeah and so yeah with that data i was actually going to bring that up myself because um it's amazing how uh, something like Thimbleweed Park can come out on a console like a Switch, and you have to look at uh, the Switch in in the medium of game consoles, but also mobile play because it's uh, it's a, essentially you know a DS. It's essentially like a PS Vita, yeah. but you're kind of when you're coming out the game with a, like as a point and click, um, you're no longer trying to. Um, to catch the the couch gamer or the mm-hmm. desktop gamer, you're you're you know um, you're basically catching them all. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're 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 getting a whole different spectrum, and I think uh, uh, developers didn't realize that with the Switch that it would be completely different from what we experience with our different platforms. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Now, now, bear in mind, I'm not I, I'm not comparing our game to to Ron's. You know, like he's. <laughs> he's a he's a legend. Uh, uh, we're we're in no way comparing ourselves to Thimbleweed Park, but you know that set a very good precedent, I think, oh, for sure. for everyone uh, for everyone developing really all all genres, but but especially for point and clicks, because because uh, at the same time it's not the, the fact that we're not in such a hot or popular genre. It never really stopped us uh, stopped us uh, from from putting in all the 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 effort. Uh, and the polish that we wanted to to put into it, you know, that's the awesome thing about crowdfunding. Uh, the fact that we didn't, uh, we we weren't relying on any publisher that would, uh, you know, limit uh, how much time and effort we were willing to to put into the game. And um, this sort of worked against us uh, a little bit in the sense that <laughs> we were hoping to, but we you know all Kickstarter projects will be delivered late. That's like sure. well, that's an axiom. But we really yeah. thought that we would be done by the end of 2017, and it's right. 2019, and we're just releasing now. But this is because um, we, since we were fortunate enough to get to to have this funding, and since we also uh, were investing our own uh, funds and our own savings, uh, we right. managed to really deliver exactly the game that we wanted to deliver. So, so whatever, whatever. Uh, you know whatever problems or or, or negative uh, things might be about the game, it will not be uh, it will not be because we had to cut 
uh, stuff out of it or we didn't have the time or we didn't put enough polish you know i'm hoping there's not going to be enough i think this game will really surprise everyone very positively and i i think it's gonna rock <laughs> but uh <laughs> but but this is what's most exciting for us about this game is that we really gave it everything we had and we we really cut absolutely no corners uh, actually we went a little bit uh well went a little bit too crazy in some regards <laughs> Uh, like for example, the game uh, is also a little bit delayed. I mean, not delayed. It's 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 late to to uh, we're a little, little bit late to deliver because we went absolutely insane with the voice acting. We have like oh really yeah we have like a hundred thousand word script and it's all voiced and it's just been uh, it's just been so much work. Even just 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 uh, just uh, you know administrating all the. All the all the voices and and just editing them and selecting them, exporting them, putting them into the game. Uh, since it's our first game, we had never done this before, so maybe we didn't estimate just how <laughs> we didn't estimate correctly. We didn't have a correct estimate of just how how uh, excruciatingly long this would take. But uh, what I can say is that it's it's very much worth it. And this is one of the things that I really really wanted to put into the game because uh, I don't know. If, I mean, you you're, you're probably aware of this. I think anyone played an adventure game in the 90s uh, has come upon this problem. You play the game and uh, inevitably you're, you'd start trying to use stuff on other stuff and you would be right. met with the same annoying response <laughs> oh, every yeah. time. Like, I can't do that. I can't do that. It's my favorite annoying. one is uh, my favorite one is I can't put my lips on that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, that was actually funny. That was that was more funny than annoying. <laughs> right. <laughs> so well, I, I also think that that's kind of like a, a great uh, um, mix of trying to be funny, use your uh, your comic genius, and also uh, allow for you to kind of you know wrap your head around like, oh, what would he use? Well, you know, yeah, what I mean? exactly. So, yeah, it's a, that, that was actually a very, very good good choice um, <laughs> for them. It really worked uh, nicely. Oh yeah. But what we yeah. did was what what I did was uh, screw it. Like I'm I, what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna write custom responses for all the possible combinations. But I hadn't really taken into consideration that there's a lot of uh, items. Uh, you know, uh, right. multiplied by a lot of hotspots and a lot of like the game is really mm -hmm. big. Uh, so we ended up I ended up writing so many of these custom responses, <laughs> which was really fun. And, and, and you know, I love writing just custom funny stuff. The, the thing is that they need to be recorded and edited. Right. And, uh, you know, it's the little things that you don't take into consideration, like a good voice actor. Um, yeah, will give you like six or seven versions of the same line that which which is very good, you know, because you, you can you can take exactly the take that you like. But this right. literally multiplies the amount of, of of data that you need to go through and select six or seven times. So all these things, you know, just come together and make everything uh, uh, take a little bit more time than anticipated. But all in all, I think it was uh, I think it was a very good choice, just putting a lot of effort into into uh, into adding as much polish as possible. Uh, right. Me, you know, because because right. we, we we had been putting so much effort into uh, detailed backgrounds and animation and writing and stuff that you 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 just can't let one uh, one other aspect just fall behind because then uh, you know it would be uh, to the detriment of of the whole experience. So all these things compounded. Right. Yeah. 
Which makes me like question, like when you're sitting in, let's say, whatever it is, the studio where you're recording the voice actor, um, mm-hmm. how how are you like? Do you have just like hundreds of notes of like, oh, this is this part in in the game, like, or is this all in your head? Do you remember like what these lines and responses are? Oh yeah, I know. I, yeah, I like I have a very bad memory, but uh, amazing <laughs> me. I can, I can, you can just read me a random line from the game and I know exactly where it is and what, how it's supposed to sound. And uh, it, that's just because I just went through, through them so many times that they're just burned into my memory. Um, uh, yeah, the thing is that um, because we're located in Eastern Europe and most of the actors are American, uh, we had to do everything remotely, with the exception of mm-hmm. of uh, the two main characters. Uh, I mean, two of the three main characters, uh, wow. uh, Don and Lindsay, who play Don and Kitty, uh, respectively. They came here and right. uh, and recorded uh, here part of the. Uh, but w- what you really need to do is you you have to rely on on the fact that these guys are super talented and. Mm-hmm. And you you need to you you sort of direct them via uh, text you know like written instructions and they will give you very very a lot of versions and and they will definitely nail at least one of those versions you know so right. it's a little bit it of a, comes with the experience that they've been able to yeah. kind of uh, understand that. exactly exactly like of course ideally it it been you know have everyone be I mean be in the booth with the actor and give them direction directly but. Thankfully, we relied on their experience, and it just came out just just as well. So, so no complaints there. I'm. We were just. We 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 had to do very few. Like the 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 pickups and the redos that we need needed to do were just because there was some kind of uh, you know like an inflection didn't sound exactly uh, how we wanted it to be, or I didn't explain myself uh, well enough. So that worked. Uh, that worked surprisingly well for for something remote you know because we're so used to work we were so used to working on this thing uh by ourselves you know the three of us in this very small studio and when everything is so hands-on and you can just uh, you know get up from your chair and just check on what the other person is doing it's a very it's a, it's a very efficient and very intimate way of, of working on something so uh you know using contractors was a very scary thing uh initially but yeah. it turned out turned out really really well um, so does that mean that most your well all of your game is just between you three art included? Uh, yeah, pretty much. So uh, we we we've had some we've had some help from some uh, junior programmers uh, that just helped with the with like uh, the 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 more uh, repetitive and non non let's say more non creative things. I don't know anything about programming. We've had a little <laughs> bit of help, but uh, like ninety something percent of of the 95% of the game let's say was just made by the by the three of us so we had one programmer uh, myself and Kami we did everything that uh, uh, was on the creative side of things which is awesome which was an awesome experience for me because I love doing so many things I love writing I love creative writing I love drawing painting making music doing voice acting designing puzzles and what's cool about being an indie in a small team is that you get to wear all these different hats and since you're making your own schedule you know you can just do whatever feels right at the moment so if i wake up one morning and i don't feel like editing video but i have this tune in my head that i can just write for the game i can do that 
So it really helped with uh, with not burning out. You know, just working on the game for you know four years is a, a crazy amount of time to be working on the same project. And it's the, it's the first time for me that I never like. Usually, I get bored with what I'm doing, say one week in, but right. somehow, <laughs> somehow this didn't get bored. This got more and more exciting and engaging uh, the more I stayed into it. And I think one of also one of the reasons for it is uh, because it's inspired by uh, by the writings and the the world created by one of my favorite writers. And right. it's very very important uh, for you to create a world that you want to spend as much time into because you won't just be spending it. You you won't just be spending time in that world as the player will when they're playing the game. You are as you're working on the game, and that takes so much. It's crazy to think that you need to work for four years for a product that people will probably get through in like a matter of 10, 10 hours or so eight to ten eight eight to twelve hours i think so it, it's right. a crazy amount of work but but those hours are very very concentrated fun and, and a lot of a lot of production values so i think it was really i think it was the, the right thing to do how much time are you um, taking out of the project in order to do like research or you know read like H.P. Lovecraft stories or uh, how much research are you doing? I'm I've I've been living and breathing this thing ever since we yeah. basically ever since we were uh, kickstarted because we hadn't uh, you know we didn't we didn't know whether this would take off or not but the moment we were funded and we knew that we would go full time we went full time in the sense that there was nothing else for us you know <laughs> absolutely nothing else i think it really helps uh, uh being in a in a very small town in the middle of nowhere where nothing ever happens you know because you can just spend time <laughs> in the studio you know you're not you're most, not missing out on thing. anything yeah right uh i've been like whenever i was uh for myself whenever i was doing stuff that didn't involve uh reading or uh I mean, uh, writing, uh, I've, I'm, I'm constantly listening to stuff that inspires me. So uh, one of our backers, one of our awesome backers actually uh, gifted us uh, an awesome limited edition uh, audiobook uh, version of uh, HPL's uh, entire work. So uh, that was wow. super cool because I kept, I was listening to the uh, audiobooks uh, constantly. And, and right. generally you need to keep feeding uh, yourself that atmosphere that you want to retain in the game. You know, it's very, very important that you stay, that you con constantly stay in that in that place because it reflects into into the into the game. And inevitably, uh, you know, ideas are going to pop up. Uh, the more the more you go into that headspace and the more uh, information and the more inspiration you you know you 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 attract, uh, the more interesting ways you can twist the story uh in so yeah yeah that's that's super important research is super super important and we wear our inspirations on our on our sleeves you know so uh, i'm basically saying look i'm a huge fan of these things if you are too check out how crazily we put them together this is very enjoyable right. basically that's that's the, the message that we're trying to put out there right and and you say like you wear multiple hats and also like your uh, partners do as well do you ever feel that um, like those hats are hitting together and you guys are are forces that aren't you know like any like any team might have uh, um, have a hard time working with each other in such a close space? 
thankfully that that did, didn't happen uh mostly because our uh and tech guy uh he said uh, basically from the from the get-go he said look i want to focus on making this game uh play and look and feel as awesome as possible you guys handle everything creative he didn't even want to be in, involved in the in the story and the design side of things. I mean, he was he did he did give us feedback on the design side of things, but basically sure. he was just focusing. He was laser focused on doing uh, doing like awesome stuff, like like uh, real time lighting and shadows and all this crazy stuff that we didn't think we would have in the game. Uh, initially, just super focused on that. And myself and Kami, uh, we thankfully we are very very much on the same frequency. Pretty much always, we're pretty much into the same uh, things, and we're very used to uh, collaborating because uh, uh, basically by trade we are uh, 2D animators. And the way we work is okay. that I do rough animation, and Kami cleans up animation. So, so for years now we've been so used to working uh, together on creating, you know, something cohesive, like in the animation area, right. that it just came very naturally. Uh, it just came very naturally uh, in 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 all other areas of the of the uh, of the of the project too. And I've been uh, I've I've written I've done most of the writing like ninety something percent. But I always I always turn to her. Um, I always turn to her for suggestions and feedback. Uh, and and it's it's really nice to have someone to bounce ideas off of uh, it's really really it's it's a priceless really priceless thing um the yeah. downs the downside to uh you know to to story games is that it's it's not like uh, like other iterative games like where, where you can just uh, shoot a shoot a build off to your backers and they they test it and they come back with feedback you know once you play it that's the experience pretty much so uh, right. I mean, you're probably replaying the game all the time. Oh, I'm sick. I'm I'm so sick of it. Like, no. <laughs> I hate hearing that person's voice. <laughs> yeah, I know. Like, I know it all by heart. Uh, yeah. No, it's cool. I'm still I'm still amazed. You know, every time I play it, even though I'm 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 starting to you know not enjoy it as much. Uh, the 643rd time I'm going through it. Um, I'm still well, that's amazed. also a thing. I mean, it. How do you keep yourself fresh to be able to see like certain things that you know some people would just overlook? Or I mean, do you ever go like, "Hey, mom, look at my project"? And... <laughs> <laughs> no, you know what? The the custom risk, the fact that you can examine a hotspot multiple times, you know, that really really helps. You know, because every yeah. time I test, I like I check out different things and I keep getting a different experience. So it's not really replayability in the sense that it's it is a linear story. But I'm not getting the exact same experience every time, you know. Like we've expanded. Right. I, I have this. I had this. Uh, this feeling that we really needed to have, to be able to to uh, have the character uh, describe the world around him, you know, more than in other games. If that makes sense, you know, because because mm -hmm. right. being able to, ex for example, being able to examine one thing several times and getting different responses. I think that really helps with world building because basically what you're doing is you're moving an animation on a 2D background. So, right. so having so much stuff to be said about the world, especially in a, in a story game, really helps with with immersion. So, thankfully, every time, uh, yeah, I can say that every time I, I run through through the game, every time we add something to it and I test it out, it, it's it's a little bit of a different experience, and it's always it's always fun, uh, you know, because uh, because there's more. There's more voices added to it in every 
in every build and more custom animations and all that kind of stuff. And I'm just amazed that we, the three of us, basically managed to make this huge, because it's a pretty big <laughs> game. <laughs> well, I was just looking at your stream, and it, you're going from, like, one scene to another, and the game just looks so like refreshingly hand-painted and it achieves like such a diverse style it's how did you um between you and your other artist cammy yeah um achieve so many scenes in in this amount of time thank you thank you thank thanks for saying that um it's there's really no there's really no shortcuts you just uh need to spend a lot of time uh, and it really uh, painting for example painting background art and it really really helps if you are into it because uh, you know one one scene can take anywhere from 10 to 40 or 50 hours uh, to paint uh, so it's just just a lot of hard work and dedication and just wanting to just wanting to provide that experience you know because we could have uh, we could have definitely like gotten away with less detail or or gone for a simpler art style it would have probably made more sense you know from an efficiency standpoint or even from a financial standpoint but that right. wasn't the the vision and that's the awesome thing about being truly independent it's that nobody tells you no this is not the way to go you need to spend less time on this because uh, it doesn't make sense financially we mm -hmm. just you know yeah. just put all our savings and all the effort we could into this vision and and just fingers crossed that it pays off, you know, that people appreciate <laughs> it. And I, th I think people appreciate it, you know. Uh, there's also this thing of, 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 of uh, business-wise, like you're an indie and you're trying to somehow surface above the other indies. It's like you're in this huge room where everyone is crying and trying to, to sell you their product and you need to, to you know, you need to shout louder than than all of them and i think the way the most honest way that we were able to do it was just put that extra effort into it and just say look this is a really really polished uh, product that we put a lot of effort and love into it and i think you can tell that you know the production values are are above you know your average indie uh so that's we're just hoping that that's going to make a difference and that's that's going to create a little bit of a a little bit of buzz well, and a little bit of word of mouth on the project. I will have to say so myself that just, you know, um, stumbling upon your project, which I can't even remember how, but I mean, the my first thought was, oh, who is this team of people like hand painting this? Because I mean, when you look at your your project, uh, when you look at Gibbous, just as like a screenshot, it's so bright and compelling and different from other point and click games because you can tell it's hand painted. It's it, I, I'm not comparing it to to Thimbleweed Park, but the 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 big difference of Thimbleweed is that Thimbleweed doesn't seem like it had um, those hand-painted backgrounds, um, which, I mean, I know they, 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 they are in a, a certain sense, but um, Gibbous uh, comes from kind of, like, is so influenced by those LucasArts games, and it's, yep. you can just see it within the graphics, because it does almost it sometimes look like a Peter Chan drawing in the background. Oh, that's or, that's that's, that's that's a huge compliment for me. I'm I'm a huge fan of Peter. Huge. Oh, fan. I mean, his stuff is brilliant, and yeah, when you see just his uh, big, uh, his uh, what would you call it? 
almost like panoramic backgrounds uh you really do feel a sense of being immersed in that world and yeah uh, your game feels unique in the in the way that uh, you do feel like you're in a unique different world because it is hand-drawn and yeah. i just feel it's so refreshing from from other games that uh that it just feels like I said, refreshing. I, I can't even use a different word because um, I just don't see a lot of game point-and-click games in general um, take that same uh, direction. Yeah, well, it, it was definitely like it was definitely inspired by by exactly what you're talking about, like the work of you know, like titans, like like Peter Chan and Steve Purcell and all these like yeah. Bill Tiller, all these amazing, amazingly talented people that just made you get so immersed into basically what we're to like scrolling 2d pictures you know when you put it that way it just sounds very basic but, but that's what it is it's the it's the magic it's the magic in those pictures that's what that's that's really what the what the inspiration was and and uh yeah really hoping i'm really hoping it it it, it achieves it achieves uh the same effect it also helps the you know, I'm a huge, I'm a huge animation fan, and uh, mm -hmm. one of one of the one of the uh, ambitions with this project was to uh, to make the game feel as much uh, as much like a like an interactive cartoon as possible. Right. You know, as I was telling you before, yeah. that's that's what fascinated me the first time I saw uh, Day of the Tentacle. It was like this: you were like it's, it was like walking around inside a Chuck Jones cartoon. You know? Yeah. Right. Right. And it, and it feels so immersive because you also because it is a point and click game you're constantly clicking on pieces of the art and different you know um different uh things in the world that your character is actually commenting on so there's yeah. a, a constant interactivity with uh with the um the protagonist and the art that is the world and yeah, so that... there's such an immersion yeah that, that's one of the things that i really love about that even if you take away like the story, the narrative aspect of it, story beats and the puzzles, uh, you just you just have one person sit them down and have them just click around an environment, and it's like it's like a toy, you know, like you click something and there's a response, and it's either funny or witty or it's cool animation. It's just something that you can enjoy, you know, like a like a like a screen from a point and click adventure. Usually, something that you can enjoy like separately, you know, even even taking right. it out of context. It's just something that just is just joyous. Uh, it's just joyous for me. So that was that's that's definitely something that I that I hoped and I I it was one of the the ambitions you know, to 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 emulate that, you know, that that feeling that anything can happen in this world you know even though we know yeah. that behind the scenes and you know it's budget it's team size it's time and everything but we try to stretch that that illusion of of anything can happen to to uh to the maximum and uh you know playing these games for me at least uh playing an event playing adventure games it's 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 one of the it's one of the easiest uh genres where i can i mean it's easiest for me to suspend my disbelief when i'm when i'm immersed in one of these uh, games yeah. even though they're not 3d even though they're pretty limited they're just technically speaking they're just parallax scrolling images and animations but uh, they're very efficient you know just like uh, and i don't think they'll ever grow old because there's this timeless quality about them it's it's also one of the reasons that we went for the cartoony 
aesthetic because uh, yeah. you know if, if you think about like I was I was talking about Chuck Jones uh, cartoons like Warner Brothers cartoons from 30s and 40s they will never look dated they're just amazing just yeah timeless so right well it's like uh, the game like Cuphead that yeah uh, you know I mean it's not a point and click game or anything like that and your cons it's just like a shooter brawler kind of you know side scrolling game but it, that game's like will never age it's it's, am- such a- it's absolutely amazing I the only thing that so damn difficult <laughs> yeah exactly I know it's so know. difficult but I couldn't imagine myself. I'm not an artist, but I when I look at it, I'm like, oh god, I could never do that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, those guys actually went the extra, and uh, I think they did actual traditional animation, like on paper, which is not something that I've like. I'm pretty old. I'm seven, but I've never like I went straight to digital digital frame by frame animation. So we're drawing. We have Cintiqs. You know, we're drawing right. uh, directly on the monitor as. Or you know, emulating the the like the light table, like the classic way to do cartoons, but it's so much more difficult difficult on on paper. And right. yeah, they took they took a gamble in that direction. Really, really paid off. Uh, yeah. And before Cuphead, I had like I had no idea that people would be so much into these twenties and thirties uh, animation aesthetic because you think that it's a very uh, niche thing, but apparently, yeah. like just it's just so striking. It was just I think. It was a great, great move uh, for them. Yeah, and also, yeah, well, I, I, go ahead. Uh, no, it's just that uh, that most the reason you don't see these uh, high res in indie uh, games is just because it's it's like a, a pure mathematical problem. There are way right. more pixels to draw. You know, there's a oh, yeah. way way much much more much more uh, much more to paint. You know. It's one thing to do a to paint like a nothing against those like I love a lot of games that are for example 320 by 200 pixels. It just yeah. takes a lot more to paint. Uh, like one of the backgrounds in our game is 5,000 by 6,000 pixels. So it's just extra man hours that not everyone can afford, and it's. Yeah, and I think that's what's so great with you guys is that having an indie team, you can um, specify a certain part of the project and say, okay, we're going to work on this. And that's what really shows, especially through a point-and-click adventure game, that uh, not a lot of people are are used to seeing um, this type of art or this type of gameplay. And so I think it's kind of special to be indie and and special to be able to make those uh, certain decisions because you know in your heart that's what matters to you um, from those yeah. games that have influenced yeah. you so much. Yeah, not making any compromise. And I'm very, I'm very proud of it because, you know, on the one side, like on the technical side, it looks and, and plays great. We have all these neat extra effects. But but I'm proud of the fact that we managed to to not have not have to hire a bunch of people, uh, uh, you know, and we managed to to provide like a lot of work. Basically, had I had a, like a, a much bigger budget, I probably would have uh, needed something like 15 or 20 people just for the art side of things, just to be comfortable and get the game done like in less than. But it was just myself and Kami, and we pulled it off, you know. Um, yeah. To be to be to be fair, uh, we did go into uh, sort of a self-imposed crunch mode throughout 2017, which is not something that I that I like. We we did it uh, 
no one asked of it asked it of us you know we did it voluntarily um mm -hmm. and it, it sort of it, it helped because the game would have taken a lot more and we felt we had this responsibility to our kickstarter backers but ultimately it's not something that i advise uh you know it's, <laughs> it's fun yeah it's fun, it's fun to spend 10 or 12 or 14 hours a day working on the game but it's just i feel like i've aged uh five times in one like five, <laughs> five years in one and it's just not it's really not it's really not worth it as much as you love your game just crunching not not a, not a and, great idea but you do feel that it was most necessary to get to where you are now though right? it, it was in order to to release finally release this year this summer yeah absolutely and that's just because again we we didn't want to compromise at all like we could have cut a lot of the game because uh, I'm sure you've noticed there's this trend. Games are a lot shorter now. Mm -hmm, right. Yeah. So uh, we could have easily like made help the game and then released the other one as the sequel or some something well, like yeah, that. I mean, uh, that's the thing though. It's kind of like people um, like uh, for, so like I'm big into point and click adventure games, so I kind of see like what people say about it. And so like you take a game like. Uh, full throttle that's like a six hour game but that game to me is like wrapped up in a perfect like package that it didn't have to be longer it didn't have to be shorter it just worked and people always complain like oh but you know you you're you spend all this time making this game and this is how long it is and i i get it but i also feel that um like any story and like any uh any game out there uh you know it's going to live the length of what the people making it feel that it needs to be yeah so absolutely. absolutely i hate when i hate when developers are swayed by uh fan or people just saying like oh it wasn't long enough but you look at a game like monkey one that was half the size of monkey two and no one's complaining about monkey one because it was a great great game very true so, yeah very true it, it it really is just making the game the length that the story really you know and it just yeah. happens that i i had a much longer story than i guess your your average uh game narrative game that releases now you know because a lot of them you can just beat in three or four hours and that's that's yeah. really neat and it's super understandable um it's just that i wanted to tell the story that was a little bit more complicated and had more characters we have something like 70 characters or something game something crazy like that so uh it's that thing that i want an epic story and the <laughs> game just absolutely needed to be this long and it needed to have this many screens and it needed you know because because it, it's a matter of you know it's it's not as just cutting the game in half or just cutting stuff out of it i mean it can be done but it's definitely going to affect the pacing and everything and the way the the story evolves and stuff so we're just super super grateful that that we we managed to really tell the story that we wanted to tell and super grateful to our Kickstarter backers because they were so uh, incredibly patient. Uh, then again, I, I noticed that I, I'm the same when backing projects on Kickstarter, especially when with this inside insider knowledge of, of, of making your own game, you, you just become so much more understanding about people that are making uh, anything creative, really. You know, 
I'm just uh, uh, right now. I'm just like a fire and forget guy. I just back projects, and then every time one delivers, it's like a nice little surprise. Like, oh, yeah, I right. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know, I I lo- um, watched so closely to uh, the Double Fine Adventure that it was like oh at one God, point yeah. I'm like, it's been like four years or so. I I kind of forgot it was in development, you know? <laughs> but yeah, it's it's great, and um, I I just think that anybody going for a Kickstarter and doing as much as they do to uh, keep their yeah uh their funders happy is um it takes a lot and i've realized that just by backing people yeah and and i love the fact that they made that it was so eye-opening uh oh yeah it was also one of the one of the make a game like i don't know a lot it was i think it put a lot of people off from game making like game development because mm-hmm. you just you can just see how how all the stuff they that like the negative stuff that they went through and it's not all fun and games pardon the pun, but it just like, it motivated us a lot. And we actually made a documentary uh, ourselves two years ago. I can't believe it's already been two years. It's like a one hour, uh, yeah, it's like a one hour, uh, uh, you, you can find it on our um, on our YouTube channel, but if you just uh, search YouTube for uh, making an indie game in Transylvania, you can watch. It's like mm-hmm. a short one hour thing that we filmed with, our, with a GoPro, so we didn't even have a preview. We didn't know what we were filming. And I was editing as, <laughs> it's just like a month, uh, and, and just daily footage and, and just like an, a, a look into like an insight into oh, what that sounds like. fun. I, I try to limit myself as much content as I, as I saw, because I kind of wanted to ask, uh, ask the questions freshly, but yeah, that's sure. awesome. Yeah. You, can, so you, cool. you can definitely watch that. It's, it was, it was fun. Uh, it's, uh, it's a little bit emotional here and there. It's also a little bit cringy here and there, but we wanted to be, you know, as the, the idea from the beginning was we were we wanted to be as, as as transparent and honest about everything as possible which is difficult when you're when you're making an adventure game with a narrative game because you want to keep people in the loop but at the same time you don't want to spoil it too much for them mm-hmm. um, right we also used to sw- stream on twitch a lot like we used to stream everything that we made for the game like <laughs> art and animation uh, even programming making music all this kind of stuff but it, there, you know, it, it was great. Like hanging out with 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 our community was just great. Uh, but there came a point where we were just spoiling everything, you know, because we were working on it chronologically, and we just had sadly had to end our stream because you know just, you don't want to give it away. Um, yeah, right. Yeah, but we're probably gonna start. We're probably gonna do a few uh, a few streams before launching, and definitely gonna do like a celebratory uh, stream. It's been it's been so long. Uh, it's been so long, you know, it's just, uh, it's just, we've just spent a lot of time uh, on, on this game. And um, I'm definitely like, if we, the, 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 the hope for the studio and for this game is that it does well enough so that we can keep making games for a living. There's really, that's really the most that we can ask for. And if we manage to pull that off, we're going to be the happiest people in the world. And uh, <laughs> right. yeah, and, and we're definitely going to, to try and have, uh, if we do make another game, uh, to try and have uh, like a faster turnaround because it's awesome to spend four years working on your favorite project, <laughs> but at the same time, you know, we're just human beings with limited lifespans and just, oh, I, I don't know that. <laughs> I don't know that investing that much time into just one product yeah. is, is, is wise. Well, Leave you, I, I have to say that I think um, 
the game you are making is a great love letter to the genre and it really shows the how much uh of your heart you've poured out for um this type of game and especially your team so i mean i i i as a lover of uh, point and click adventures and i think everybody that um will see your game will know uh how much effort's been put in and thank you so much really really appreciate that uh we that that was the idea and hopefully uh, you know, in addition to that, and we can only keep our fingers crossed, uh, is that, you know, the fact that it looks like it, like visually and aesthetically, it's a friendly game. Hopefully we can, you know, we can scoop up some people that have never played this kind of game and, and just let them know just how fun they are and that they can enjoy it, you know, without gatekeeping and they can just discover adventure games 20 years past their prime. Yeah, so I mean, who knows? Maybe there's some like a bunch of people out there that are just like Lovecraftians and they see a game that they just need to play, right? So let's not, hope yeah, so. <laughs> let's hope so. And there's a lot of them. Um, yeah. Yeah. Here's, here's to hoping that we reach out at least to some of them that have PCs or, or Switches, you know? <laughs> yeah, I think, and I think you will. Hey, there's a lot of young kids out there too that have probably have never seen a point and click games. So yes, they'll see yours and, you know, that, that'll be really cool to see once the game launches. And, and when are you, like, what is the general area of when you're trying to launch the yeah, game? Yeah, the gen general area is we are putting it right now we are uh, i don't know if, if i i haven't mentioned this yet but we're localizing into 14 languages which is sheer insanity wow. oh my god uh, it's it's very cool we we managed to do that on a much smaller budget than we thought but this also implies a lot of you know uh, testing and checking and double checking and that all that kind of stuff so this complicates things a little bit but the the the, the general uh, the, the general idea is is that we want to release this summer so it's oh, wow. this summer you know like it like in movie trailers like this summer i can i can hear it in your voice you're like yeah. this summer and it's just draining you and you're sweating <laughs> exactly. <while> you're... <laughs> look like we get we get every day and i'll, I'll be completely honest it, it can get very tiring but i always keep in mind the fact that this is just because people are excited about it and it's very frustrating for me not to be able to give out a date <laughs> but we want, like, we want to release it way more than people want to play. It. <laughs> like, we right. can't wait to push it out into the world, you know, because it's so long. For four years, right? Four I years, mean, yeah. You know, four years. Oh my god! But the game well, is the game is the game is done. Like it's it's complete. We're just receiving now the the final few batches of voices that we're editing and implementing translations. Actually, or all 14 languages are in, but we're making some corrections here and there because, you, you know, you only get one launch and first one first impression. We want to make sure it's 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 uh, as good as as possible. So, oh, yeah, very soon, very soon. That's the, the we don't want to go later. No way we want to go later. No. <laughs> well, that's cool. You'll just start uh, taking people off the streets to fill in the voices just to get it done. <laughs> yeah. We're all going to sound like vampires. <laughs> <laughs> hey, per that's perfect. Hey, it'll make the game more lively, right? Well, there, there already is a section of the game that actually local actors, and it was super fun just telling them, forget everything about everything you know about English pronunciation and just <laughs> give them the most authentic Transylvanian accent. Oh possible. my God, yeah, I can't wait. Fun. Well, yeah. it's going to be a lot of fun to find that point. So no, I appreciate you uh, coming on the show and um, you know, it's a little podcast, but I hope, uh, you know, what is recorded gets out there and 
uh, more and more people see your game and uh, awesome. Thank you so much it. for for the invite and the opportunity. Fun talking to you. Yeah, yeah, it, it was uh, one of my favorite uh, interviews for sure. So Woo! I really appreciate you having <laughs> having me awesome. and yeah. So all right, leave you. Well, thank you very much, and uh, I can't wait for the game to come out. Neither can we. <laughs> <laughs> but, all right, man. I, I'll see you around, all right? All right, take care. Thank <laughs> you.